Hello, this is Jessa Jones from iPad Rehab Microsoldering, and you're listening to the Scene World Podcast. Hey, it's the Scene World Podcast. I'm AJ, and Jurg is that handsome fella over there in Germany. Hello, hello. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing. Um, nice, nice. Um, yeah. So in a minute, we yes. will talk to Martin Postma Martin. in a minute. Exactly. Right to repair. That's yes. a big topic. We're coming back. We're taking a little, a little side quest detour back into our right to repair month and Q air horns. Great. Great. And yeah. So we'll be hitting that in a second. Um, before that. Yeah, we have news? some news. news. Yeah. Um, Late on me. Right. So there is there is a new, well, um, games that weren't, and it's from the 80s. It's called um, Pop Jumper Mario, an unofficial C64 Mario game, was found. Hmm. Um. And that's pretty neat. And there are yeah, all the yeah. details people can um, find out about on uh, Indie Retro News. We will put a link to that in the description. Down that away. Nice. Cool. So is it like a, like a, like a jump-and-run like Mario? It's, um, if, you look, if you look on the video, it more looked like um, a Donkey Kong clone or something. Okay, okay. Well, Mario was in that too. Right, right. Although I think he was just jump man in that, but they didn't. They hadn't. They hadn't settled. <laughs> exactly. On, they hadn't settled on a name yet. He was still getting his plumbing certificate. Do you have any news? I d- don't have any news. Actually, I really, I am newsed out. Yeah. Uh. I can I can take a quick look and see if it. I don't think there is anything new though. I mean, I mean, another world gets sixty-four. Uh, we talked about that, though. We've we've spoken about that. We did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've spoken about another world on on. Then, yeah. then I forgot. I news swear, I swear that we, I swear okay, we covered well, then that. Then I don't have any news. You got anything else? No. Oh, I mean, there, even, there I you mean, go. I mean, I mean, I mean, I got the news, but you tell you tell me, I we already spoke about the news, so I'm a bit well, confused. No, well, I mean, I mean, if I mean, we could talk about it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with talking about it because it's a cool thing. I mean, I mean, did we mention it already? Really? I am, I, I am sure. aware of it, and therefore, I believe we've spoken about it. But I could be, maybe I'm making that up. So. I, there's nothing wrong with talking. Now you totally confused me. We've we've talked about things. I mean, we've talked about the the the, the FPGA said about fourteen thousand times in our news okay. section. So there's no 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 nothing wrong with going over something twice if we have talked about it. And if not, then we're talk- then this will be the first time, and it'll be good. Well, anyway, yeah. Anyway, we will put a link to that. There's a YouTube video about it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, work in progress. We will put a link to that. Yeah, and um, this is for yeah. another well, world, which was. Uh, a game on the Amiga, and I, I guess I, was it just on the Amiga? No, it was on the Mega Drive too. Yeah, so so yeah, so I mean, there's there's 
they're porting it to the the C64, and there's a proof of concept that's available uh, as a YouTube video. Right. I love the In, fact that they're uh, they're porting all these things, like like Eye of the Beholder. We just you know Oliver Lindau is is right. working on um, Eye of the Beholder right. for the C64, and I've played that's, that. Uh, that's a coming up interview, actually. Yes. Yes. And I've I've played that game a bit on the on the Amiga, but I haven't really gotten very far on it just because I just don't have the time to really play games that much. Right. And I but suck at games. That's my problem. Stuff like that, That's like role playing games, I'm pretty good at. Yeah. Especially like the A D and D games. Like you know nice. the ones that you know, the 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 Death Knights of Crin and all that crap. Like I played all that stuff, finished all those games back in the day. Okay. I was I, I was I was really into that stuff. Those are those are like the few games that I actually like really really got into playing. Mm. But um, yeah, in fact, in fact, at certain times, like when the weather is right, uh, I <laughs> see. I'm I'm not even joking about this. I'm not even joking about this because I used to go to work, and I I would work, and I I'd, I'd come home from work, and I'd sit down, and I'd play like you know, Death Knights of Crin or some nonsense like that, you know. But so when it's like 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 an uh, uh, autumn night when it's kind of cold out and I'm driving around and stuff and it's like my brain automatically goes back to like I'm going home and playing some Death Knights of Crin. I have no mm. recollection of the game at all. Mm. Mm-hmm. But but mm. you know like like I don't remember what happens in it or or, or anything like that. Mm. But I just remember like the feeling of being like I'm going home to play this game and 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 I guess the game is kind of like kind of cold and dark and whatnot it matched <laughs> matched the the weather conditions right, you know right. that i was in at the time which was like the 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 autumn of 1996 <laughs> i don't know right right well i mean since since that was all my news i had and since you don't have any news should we jump to the interview yeah let's pop on over there and head back into right to repair eight, eight millions eight minutes section that's um that may be a new record Alrighty. so enjoy yes enjoy right yep that's it let's jump over to martin postma and the right to repair again today we are talking to another guest again and this time it's Martin Postma. Hello. Hello. And it, you are basically known for um, having created repair cafes, the concept, the ideas. Yeah, that's right. I wow. did come up with the, the concept 11, almost 12 years ago now, in 2009. So that's a pretty long time ago already. Wow. And, and, and I wonder, I mean, I mean, 11 years ago, was that already a problem to get your, your devices fixed? I mean, yeah. I mean, this, this topic of, you know, getting your devices fixed and getting the parts and all that stuff just happened like the last three years that it really was covered by media much. Mm-hmm. No, but, um, it's been a problem to have things fixed for a long time. And that is actually one of the reasons that I came up with the repair cafe notion, because I noticed that it's no longer possible to, to just bring a broken item somewhere and to have it fixed for a reasonable price. And also that um, 
new stuff is so cheap, relatively cheap, that in many or in most cases, it's more attractive to buy something new than to have the old item fixed. So um, that's the, the reason that I wanted to, to, to do something about that. And I wanted to bring repairing back into our daily lives. And um, then I started thinking, how can I do that? Um, how can I make it more attractive to 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 try to to fix something or to to have it fixed somewhere? Um, and I thought that well, for one thing, it would have to be cheaper than getting a new item. Um, so it would have to be well practically free um, to be able to to compete with with um, new items, and it would have to be a, a fun place. It would have to be an, an experience, an event where you could go to. So then um, I started talking to people about this idea and um, gradually that's that's how the, the, the concept of Repair Cafe developed. So it's a, it's a, a place in the neighborhood where you can bring your broken item and where there are volunteers from your own community who still have repair skills and who have tools and uh, who know what to do when something breaks. So you can go there and um, you take a seat at the table with, with the expert and you try to examine the item together. And that's the fun part because then you realize that although um, repairing seems like a big mystery to many people, at the Repair Cafe you find out that it's still possible, even with items that look um not repairable at all but when you know what to do it turns out that it's still possible to to repair a broken item and when you do succeed in in taking something apart it's really an, an eye-opener and it's something that people have many people have never experienced before that to, to look inside an object and see what it actually does and uh, that it's it's um um that it cannot function when a wire has come loose or when there is um, dirt in the uh, in the system somewhere or um, when there is something else really relatively simple that's not functioning and when you realize that it's 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 that simple that you can reattach the wire or you can clean the item or you can uh, lubricate it or um, uh, decalcify or uh, things like that is often enough to 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 restore an item to its proper function. Um, I think it's already like two years ago we, we had an interview with the iPhone guy Scotty Allen probably you've heard of him he, he was the guy that made his own iPhone out of new parts from mm. um, from China, it went viral, and he said that um, an iPhone is not harder to repair than any other phone. Just the parts are smaller, but basically, um, it's still the same thing like any other Android phone or something. It's, it's just mm. smaller parts than other stuff. So um, it's um, and he, he made the point that people started fearing of even trying to repair the electronics 
Mm-hmm. Is that something you found that people were like saying, ah, I don't even want to try to open it? Um, yeah, I think many people are a bit afraid to open an item um, because they they think of it as a well an, an entity, one thing. They don't think of it as um, um, a number of parts put together to do something. So, and and many people know so little about repairing that they cannot imagine um, that something like that could work. They have absolutely no idea whatsoever about repairing. That is really something, it's quite shocking actually, that um, um, yeah, that that I've experienced that in over the past uh, 12 years, that many people or most people have absolutely no repair skills at all. So the concept is just not there. Interesting. Was there was there a, a key moment 12 years ago that made you realize that you have to do something about it? Yeah, well, I was a, I was a journalist at the time and um, I wrote about sustainability, more sustainable, more more specifically about waste reduction and waste prevention. And um, at a certain moment, I, I just wanted to do more than only write about it. And I wanted to try to really change people's behavior and um, yeah it it's it it shocked me every every week when um, I walked on the street on the day when the the garbage was collected um, and there were well there was just so much waste every week every uh, next Tuesday again that I started wondering how is that possible how is it possible that that we we have this enormous uh, uh, mountain of of, of garbage uh, every week again. So I um, um, I started thinking I want to to stimulate people to create less waste, and um, well, that's when I started thinking about about repairing. But but there are still businesses nowadays that. Uh, um, that electronic repair business, but but I heard a lot that uh, the main problem is that the parts are so expensive, mm-hmm. and and some manufacturers like from washing mach- washing machines is always always a good example where they say that uh, the the engine of the washing machine or the water pump is so expensive mm-hmm. that it's not even worth spending the money on the spare part. Um, and then rather, it's rather more worth um, buying a new washing, mach- washing machine, which you can get for 300 euros if you buy yeah. a cheap one, you know. Yeah, that's absolutely true. True, And the repairer who comes to fix your washing machine will uh, advise you to buy a new one. And you have to be really um, dedicated or devoted to repair to... Um, uh, to say no, I want it repaired after all, even if it will cost more money. So not many people will do that. But um, um, what was your question? Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> that wasn't really a question. It was just a remark. But yeah, I wonder 
Um, did you find a way to work around that? I mean, you, you said at the beginning you try to make repair cheaper with repair cafes, but mm -hmm. you still have the problem with the parts and stuff and the knowledge. Like, well, but yeah. if there's a machine, um, uh, let me just jump in. If there's a machine that is broken beyond repair, um, I mean, it's a donor for parts. And you've basically got a, a free water pump or a free, you know, uh, the engine for the, the, the mm -hmm. washing machine. Yeah. Because... Yeah, but the, but the thing is that many items are not broken beyond repair at all. They have mm -hmm. just some little failure, some some little thing has gone wrong, and people don't know how to fix that. So the experience at Repair Cafe is actually that um, things are are not so very much broken. So the repair is often uh, once you're inside the object then in many cases it's not so difficult and and it's often enough to 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 clean to lubricate to reattach a wire to uh, to do the little things that you could also imagine people doing for themselves at home but people have so little knowledge about repairing that they don't feel comfortable doing that at home or they just don't care enough for the products because they were so cheap to buy that they don't think that it's worth, um, well, uh, giving the effort to give it a try. I can attest to the fact that a lot of things are very, very easy to fix. One of my, my very first job out of high school, and this is back in the 90s, was... Um, I, I worked in banks. I broke open safes and stuff like that. But occasionally, I would be called upon to fix a drive-through, which is you know a a machine with the pneumatic pump and you know pushes all this stuff through. And they'd be pushing to get brand new ones, and half the time we'd find out that it was these little little um, gaskets that sit on the carrier that you put your money in and it goes through the tube. One of them has like a notch out of it, and so now the air doesn't. You know, it does. It can't build up air pressure to push it through. So, and mm. you, you keep a bunch of these things in the car, and you slap it in, and usually that's the problem. Or, or it's a button. A button has broken, so you just replace a little switch, and then everything yeah. else works. And it's usually something incredibly simple. And I mean, at the time, I had no experience, and I was going out and just playing around and experimenting. Nowadays, you can go online and find schematics for just about everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's absolutely true. Actually, I had an experience with that um, um, two years ago mm -hmm. that um, I, I have this CRT TV. Oh, the TV that, story. Yeah, yeah, there. that's the story I always tell. <laughs> I have this CRT TV that I use for, for retro games, especially for light guns, because light guns don't work on modern TV. So so I got this free TV from my family one day before they want one day before they wanted it put, to put on the dumpster. I called my father. I was like, hey, how about your old CRT TV? And he was like, yeah, it's going to the dumpster tomorrow. Like, no, instead of giving it to the dumpster, give it to me. So. What I didn't know is that it had that it has that it had multiple picture issues. So um, tripod um, squeezing and all that stuff, and the uh, the picture was mashed and 
it's it wasn't very good so um so i i had this um um telefunken 95 crt tv and so a year after i was so fed up with the back picture quality i decided to go to the yellow pages online and look for a repair store and they fixed the tv um interestingly the guy came like seven seventy something i was like yeah that's an easy fix that's an easy mm -hmm. fix I will I will give you the TV in two days, uh, back repaired. No no issue. Well, yeah, especially and, 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 at older things like that. I mean, yeah. a lot of stuff like that is is, you know, yeah. through hole stuff and yeah, and yeah. So anyway, now now anyway. it's it's micro soldering and and you know yeah. It's... Anyway, anyway, the the story goes on that he he called me three days later saying that the thing was almost beyond repair <laughs> because there was a shortcut in the power supply. Um, the video decoder was broken. Um, there was a shortcut on on the PCB, and and there was a cut in the PCB and uh, a break, a crack. So um, they repaired it anyway. And then I gave him a second um, a second TV tube, and he was so pissed that he <laughs> never repaired that. And he told me for one for one year that he can't get the part. So I said, like, okay, I I take it back. Then I asked another guy, and it was it was um, it was found that the second repair just had um, a loose crowning wire. Took two minutes mm. to repair. Mm. Yeah. So I was like, okay, this guy lied to me. This guy lied to me. I told him I don't care how long it takes or how much it costs. Just repair it for me. I said, yeah, I will repair it. And he lied to me because he didn't even want to look at the. At the um, at the CRT, mm -hmm. that really shocked me. You know, that really shocked me. Yeah, <laughs> he lied to me for a year. <laughs> you know, I was calling every week, like, "What's the status on my on my CRT?" Yeah, uh, yeah, mm. yeah. And and then and then in August this uh, last year, um, it broke again. I went to another repair to uh, another um, TV repairs. Um, service because I told them I had a bad experience with the other one, and on the same day they told me, "Yeah, we found the problem. We will bring it to you tomorrow." I was like, okay. "Oh, at least something positive about Corona, because now they need business. Yeah. They will take anything, basically." <laughs> you know, but but the front desk woman, she was like, "What? A TV from '95 with those huge tubes?" I was like, "Yeah, that is why it's called." CRT, cathode ray tubes. She was like, oh my God, we didn't have so, those TVs in in years to repair. But they did it. Mm -hmm. So uh, just, just uh, so so people don't believe me when I call a company and said, I want this old thing repaired. Well, actually, the older, the more repairable. <laughs> so you stand a good chance having an old item repaired. But the problem is many people are scared because of the high voltage. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's repair that's cafes too. Yeah. Many repair cafes don't take old televisions because of the high voltage risk. Yeah. They, well, naturally they don't want to run that risk. Exactly, exactly. Which I totally understand. So, so I even didn't try repair cafes for that matter. I always um, went to a real repair. I always spoke to old people and we're like, um, well, almost in, in pension or something, mm -hmm. almost retired. And yeah. they're like, 
yeah, I'm still here for the old stuff. So uh, that was an interesting experience. I mean, I mean, um, 20 years ago, I never thought it would be an issue to getting a TV repaired. No, it probably wasn't. <laughs> so that is how times change, you know? Yeah, yeah and, not necessarily for the best. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Um, after our time, the youngsters they will not care about the old electronics because they youngsters never like had... we're old people. Good God, man, stop that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, every every podcast you, you you say youngsters, and it's like, dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, the next well, generation. I'm, I'm not sure if you're right. Yeah. I think the younger generation is very much into repairing too, mm-hmm. and when when you show it to them that it's possible they can get into it and they can can uh, well get the hang of it and um i'm confident that they will in the end and, and they should raised with this technology as well you know again like i said before a lot of the newer stuff is well and like Yurk said you know an iphone it's very small components and to someone like 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 you know, any of us who grew up with, you know, older machines with big, big old chips that you could desolder pretty easily. The new stuff, like I, I'd be terrified to to try to dive mm-hmm. too much into that to to actually take chips off or or, or anything like that. But kids, it, well, well, you know, the next generation is going to grow up never having known that technology. So this this small stuff is what's going to be normal for them. Yeah. And as long as they have the right screwdrivers mm-hmm. and the right bits, then they can get uh, well. They can get far. Right. That's another issue. We we have tons of uh, bits and uh, sc- screws, uh, driving, uh, torque, and whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just 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 to make sure that the layman can't open the device to even look into it yeah mm-hmm. which is a shame you know which is a big shame yeah absolutely yeah that's why um well at at repair cafe foundation and in other organizations promoting the same cause we always say that um why don't companies use the same screws use normal screws that people have a screwdriver for mm-hmm. and tell tell the customers which uh, tools they need to to make repairs and uh, yeah that would be so much better yeah yeah I would just like if they would stop using glue yeah that's even worse that's yeah. even mm-hmm. worse that's, yeah that is the worst or yeah. melt casings together yeah that's mm-hmm. even even worse than using glue mm-hmm. yeah I see you. Uh, you have seen a lot. You've heard a lot, probably. Yeah. Um, so, so what was your experience? The starting point. I mean, I mean, how did it all start? I mean, I guess back then, as I said, almost twelve years ago, you didn't think that this brand would um, reach out to other countries, like like no, even no. India. You know. Yeah. So, so, um, or, or was that was it the thing you had in your mind from day one? No, no. I my idea was to uh, create a network of twelve repair cafes for each province of the Netherlands, so that people could go could go to a place uh, not too far from their homes. Uh, but I I didn't think that there would be 
uh, demand for more than 12 of those locations. But, um, well, luckily, I turned out to be wrong. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's everywhere now. We, last was it last year we did the um, our right to repair, and I'll, I'll pause here for the air horn, right? our right to yeah. repair month or, or, or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, it, it's as far you know, South Africa's got you know, these these repair cafes, and they're right. everywhere, yeah, right. yeah. Well, that shows that people uh understand that something needs to change, that we cannot go on using natural resources the way we do and that there are people in in the next generation who will want to 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 use these resources too so more and more people start to realize that it is not normal to throw an item away when there's just a tiny little thing wrong mm -hmm. and that's uh well that's a good thing yeah yeah it, it 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 boggles my mind with with phones and computers and stuff. You know, if if I had a flat tire, I wouldn't get a new car. Mm. No, and that's simply because your car is still too expensive right. to buy. Right. But, so, but when you buy a, when you have a um, um, vacuum cleaner or a, a, a kettle or well, some thing that you you didn't pay a lot of money for, then you don't find it worthwhile to 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 repair it mm -hmm. so that's crazy absolutely yeah yeah i mean i mean if we didn't have this part problem we would actually have an easier life nowadays i mean i remember back um in the 90s if something had a bug like like um, a device had a problem it was in all units of of this device and nowadays you 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 mainly use um, a USB flash drive and you make a firmware update and update the software and and the problem is fixed i remember i remember my my mother uh, buying a satellite satellite um to for satellite tv and the satellite receiver um wouldn't wouldn't connect to the satellite dish that was um, inside the TV. So they said to the, te to the te uh, technician, the satellite dish cannot be found by the receiver inside the TV. And instead of asking me, they, they invested 300 euros in a separated satellite receiver. And a year later, when I found out, I used a USB flash drive, went to the internet, downloaded an update, put it in, five minutes later, it was finding the satellite dish. See, like, see, three hundred dollars wasted for a device you didn't didn't even need. If you just had read the manual and yeah, well, went to the yeah. internet, making a software update to your device. Yeah, that's another thing that people don't do. They don't read the manual. <laughs> and I think that's also um, one of the reasons for that is also that things are so cheap. Yeah. So you don't have the feeling that you've bought something valuable. You don't have the feeling that you um, you're, you you have to take good care of this item because it's cost you money and it's uh, maybe you had to save up to to uh, to be able to buy it. So buying stuff is just too easy 
to create a sense of value with people. Or even things that have value, they, they don't, a lot of times they don't come with a manual and, and the companies go out of their way to stop you from trying to repair them. Mm -hmm. you know, Apple, for instance, you can't do it. The newer machines, you can't do much of anything with them. No, no, that's a problem. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but, but but Apple is a different animal here because they even don't do repairs themselves mm -hmm. many times. I mean, yeah. even when you even when you even when you send it in for repair, they mainly just swap uh, swap parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And 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 if you buy and and many YouTubers like um like um um like iPad Rehab, which we had for an interview, that, that do uh, iPad and, and um, iPhone repairs as a business, even if you buy a refurbished one from the, um, from the um, Apple store, from the Guru bar, it could happen that it was a water-damaged phone that, that Apple just recycled, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, knowing, knowing that this water-damaged... At least they're um, recycling it. Yeah, but uh, but the problem is this water damaged PCB will only last a year if you are lucky. Yeah, so that means they knowingly charge you for a worse device that is not one hundred percent functional, knowing that in a year or two it will break. So and and you will probably not notice it because you don't open it. Mm -hmm. And hey, this way they got you buying the newest iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's not so good. <laughs> uh, it's 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 kind of uh, kind of weird. And and AJ, you mentioned you mentioned all devices having the same screw. That's actually an invention from the Netherlands. Philips. Mm -hmm. I think they are called Philips head screws. Yeah, yeah. The cross, not, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the cross screws. Yep. So it's actually a Dutch invention. The, the, oh, okay. That, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um interesting yeah right right so um now do you remember how did it happen that um it first reached outside of the netherlands that your that your brand became international um yes i um i remember how that happened it was through the media because we received a lot of attention from the media at the very beginning in 2009-2010. Um, and first we had the, the Dutch media. There were camera teams and photographers and writing journalists at every Repair Café session at the beginning. And then um, at a certain moment we started having uh, reporters from foreign media. So the Dutch reporters um, who, who were reporting for their um, newspaper or TV show or radio program in their country, they started uh, visiting us and um, that's how the, the concept got uh, abroad. And then when these um, articles were published and uh, the... TV programs were broadcast, we got emails from people in Germany and in Belgium and in France and in the United States 
from people who wanted to do something like that in their own um, in their own community too. And then, um, so I uh, first I when I started in the Netherlands, I wanted to um, first I wanted to visit each city uh, apart and there help the people to set up their own repair cafe. But after the first um, edition, the first first uh, cafe, um, people were, th were so enthusiastic that I uh, got a lot of emails and phone calls from people who wanted advice from me. And there were so many people asking for advice that I thought I have to come up with uh, something else, a different uh, procedure. So then I wrote uh, a starter kit telling you what to do to set something like this up in your own community. And that was, um, first it was only available in Dutch, but then after we got um, attention from, from foreign media, I realized that we had to translate the starter kit in, into uh, French and German and English. And um, so that's, that's what we did then. And it uh, kept us very busy for a couple of years. Which should have been easy for you. I've read that you know a ton, tons of languages. Russian, Dutch, English, French. Yeah, I do, but... Uh, German. But not well enough to, okay. <laughs> to, to write um, without mistakes. And I okay. didn't have time. So we, we just hired proper translators to do this, uh, to do this well. Wow, I was just amazed seeing your profile. That that by how many languages you know. That um, that really amazed me. You know. Um, well, the Netherlands is a small country, so if you want to communicate with uh, many people, you cannot expect everyone to to speak your language. Right. I, I go by English most of the time. So. <laughs> yeah, um, me too. <laughs> Uh, one thing I wondered, I read on your homepage that um, that you even have a repair cafe um, in in India, and I, I wondered how 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 that happened. I mean, I always thought that certain countries like India um, or other countries perhaps are more into repair. Yeah, they are, or um, they used to be. And in India, in, in Bengaluru, there is this repair cafe. This is run by a woman um, who is, I think, 30 years old. And she says that her father still knew how to fix things and found it normal to, to have things fixed when they broke. But her generation is, um, doesn't have the skills uh, either. So even a country like India is losing this um, particular skill set. So even the, the countries like India are no longer able to, to repair like they used to. And that's what she wants to change in, in Bengaluru. And um, well, that's a hell of a job, of course. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. I, I wasn't aware of that. Um, no, me neither. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I have to say, I have to say, my family, my childhood was always a bit different because we had our, we had my grandfather that was a lot into electronics, and he knew English, so he would repair 
a lot of things that got broken. So we we ha we still had an old Nordmende um, VHS recorder from 1977, you know, um, and I um, we still had he still had a running black and white TV and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So so in my childhood, um, it was always like, don't don't buy a new don't buy something new if you can still fix it. Um, so um, I, I just learned when we doing this podcast and when when I when I saw on YouTube those channels popping up like um, like repair cafes and stuff that this is seriously an issue, you know, um, and and especially this repair cafe brand, I think it became um, it became a culture thing. It's it's I mean, my father knows nothing about electronics. He was never interested into computers or something. But but when I was talking to him on the phone a few weeks ago, he was like, yeah, we even went to repair cafes ourselves. Mm -hmm. They got something fixed. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, my father know what a repair cafe is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it really it really became a pop culture, I would say, even. In its, it's, it, must, it must make you proud that your idea uh, spreads so much worldwide. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy that it did. And it could grow much bigger. Now we have 2,000 repair cafes worldwide, which is still very small contribution to a better world. So my ideal would be that there would be a repair cafe or a similar repair initiative somewhere um, uh, in, in all communities across the world. And that kids would learn about repairing at school so that they find it normal when something breaks to, to first take a look at it and try if they uh, can can fix it, if they can see what's wrong. And if not, if, if, if a friend could help or if their friends cannot help, maybe someone else can. And uh, so we need to go to that kind of, of, of society where people have these skills, where these skills are um, passed on to the next generation and are taught at school and where information is available so that you can always find out more about a, about an object if you don't know how to fix it yourself and where there are multiple initiatives all um, working towards more repairing more preserving less throwing away less wasting less uh, recycling for many people recycling is is the first step and and has um, uh, for many people, recycling is is um, a good thing. They think that when something is recycled, then that's good. But it's not necessarily the case. Recycling, actually, in, in my opinion, is the last thing that you should do um, after you've tried everything else. First, you, you buy it, you buy a, um, an item, you use it, then something breaks, then you can repair it, you can... Uh, use it again, if something breaks again, maybe you can fix it again or replace a part or um, and there are many, many stages before you get to the point where recycling is the only possibility left. And that's when when recycling is okay, but no sooner. Hmm. 
I mean, I mean, many devices um, were even told to be more electricity efficient nowadays. Mm -hmm. Because my mom always says I should repair my refrigerator and freezer combination because it's 18 years old. And newer, newer devices take less energy mm -hmm. and are better for the environment. But but then you hear other people saying that's not really true. Yeah, well, it goes for certain. It, uh, it goes for certain uh, product categories. Now, for a refrigerator, um, it is true that you had better buy a new one instead of repairing the old one. But that does not go for coffee makers or radios or uh, vacuum cleaners or lamps or the 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 kind of thing that people bring to repair cafes and um so in 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 many of those cases it is definitely better to repair it and repair it again and again before replacing it for a newer model what's a typical item people are coming in for repair uh our top three is um a coffee maker vacuum cleaner and um, uh, the bicycle. Oh. oh, bicycle, that's surprising because there are a lot of bicycle repair shops, at least here yeah, in that's Germany. True. Yeah, okay. there are in the Netherlands uh, too. But um, many people um, want to repair their own bike or they the, a, a bike is a kind of uh, thing where people have the idea that it should be fixable. <laughs> so depending, on, depending on the bike, I guess. Yeah, but but it's uh, bike technology is is not so very complicated. So that's why people have the idea that um, well, this should be fixable. Uh, when they have a flat tire, they they feel that the the tire should be fixed. And when they take them to the um, to the bicycle repair shop. Uh, in many cases, the tire gets replaced instead of um, mended. Mm -hmm. So many people who come to a repair cafe feel that they that this is a sort of skill that they should have and they want to learn it at the repair cafe. And it's a good way actually to um, to get people enthusiastic for repair because um, repairing a bike is is not so difficult and the the, the the technique is, is visible. You can see what needs to be done pretty easily. So it's a rewarding experience. And uh, the, the chances of success are pretty good. So when someone has succeeded in mending their own bike, um, they are more likely to go for a repair the next time when something breaks. So it's a good learning experience. Oh, yes. Um not breaking something more is even another topic. I think AJ, we had this, we have seen this post on on Facebook some years ago where somebody tried to repair a CD drive, and by not knowing what he's doing, he missed he misaligned it so much yes, yep. that he threw it into the into the bin. I, oh. I, I don't think he threw it into the. He didn't just throw it into the bin. I think he beat it with a hammer first, and then he threw it in the bin. And he did it to several oh. different different ones because he 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 screwed up several of them. 
And, and we were like, the, didn't read the instructions. There are people in the community, in the retro community, because we are part of the retro uh, computer community. There are people who know how this is done. Yeah. So why didn't you ask those people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was, was the so very first comment story. after we saw the post. It was, you know, like, 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 <laughs> it was like a comic strip, you know, image of like, you know, trying to fix it and having no success. Then like hand with hammer and then like, you know, pieces broken and stuff. And the very first comment was, well, that's not how you do it, you know. <laughs> no. And it's and it explained exactly how you fixed it. And it's and and it, well, by that point, you know, there was no no repairing it. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's 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 actually another topic. Um, old electronics like uh, the retro hype that we talk a lot, where people suddenly buy NESs. Or Super Nintendos or whatsoever, or, or Game Boys, mention, and, mention Amigas and or mention Amigas, yeah. And by more people throwing away and not repairing old electronics, the harder the the, the electronics are to find, and the more expensive they are to get again. Yeah. And that is how the prices on eBay go through the roof. For uh, I, for, for things at, sometimes I'm looking at an Amiga 3000 from the late 80s that is currently um, retailing for 1,041 dollars on eBay. <laughs> because yeah, nobody, nobody so, saved these things. Yeah, that's that's another thing. In in the 90s, everybody was like, as I said, Martin, uh, throw away, buy new. Not, well, not, not only knowing... that, but all these machines had had. Yeah. Breaking my stuff. All these machines had an inherent flaw in them, in that they all had these these terrible Varda branded batteries that, after about three years, exploded. And mm. it's an easy enough fix to fix it, but a lot of them look at it and it's just like this 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 mess of battery corrosion, and it's like, yep, throw it out. Yeah, yeah. That that even got a term: suicidal batteries. Yes, they are yeah. called. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the or the three hundred meme where it's like this is Varta and it's like kicking an old computer into a ditch. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, um, that's that's also another topic. I mean, some arcade machines. Um, I have one behind me. Um, were actually produced in the way that there were batteries, especially placed near to. I'm putting, uh, to, I'm putting the listing right in the chat, mind you, so that, so that people can um, see. Um, it has they, the battery they, replaced. Sorry, sorry. Nice. Carry on. Um, no problem. So, so anyway, actually, some arcade machines actually had batteries placed next to ICs, and that uh, would uh, would actually break when the battery leaks or when the battery is getting depleted. So all the memory contents of that IC would erase and the machine wouldn't work anymore. Yeah. So so um, you even have those issues. I mean, I guess I guess that is where the limit of repair cafes comes. I mean, you you don't do special repairs like as I said, TVs or um, I guess or um, I imagine it depends who you've got at the repair cafe because I mean if, if there's a guy at the cafe that knows how to do TVs then he's going to fix TVs yeah yeah you always have to depend on um, well it depends on the skills that the repairers have mm -hmm. but many repairers have um, 
more than than one specific repair skill. Ah, so the bicycle repairer is often good with electronics too, or knows about woodworking or stuff like that. So it's more um, a mindset mm -hmm. that the repairer has, a sort of curiosity yes. that they want to find how things work, whether it is uh, a coffee machine or a bicycle or how a, a chair is put together. This is this 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 resonates because like when I get a car, the very first thing I do is I take it all apart because I want to know I want to know how it works. <laughs> you know, and the same thing with like the old machines and stuff. It's like I got this computer I've never used in Amiga before. The first thing I did was take it apart and try to figure out mm -hmm. what, what the hell it does and how it works. Yeah, yeah, that's not what people usually do nowadays. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And many, like kids, um, a few generations ago, it was normal that you would take stuff apart and, uh, um, of course, you, you would break uh, stuff and you would not be able to put it back together in one piece. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, many kids are not allowed to do that anymore. They're not allowed to, to handle tools. Right, um, right, yeah. And um, parents are, are very protective. They don't want the kids to get hurt. They don't want them to, to hammer their thumb. Um, and yeah. of course, it's there, that makes sense. But on the other hand, um, it's also good to just to let kids find out what happens when you do something. That's also a mindset yeah. that can, can help you become uh well a repairer yeah and again that's that's what i did when i was i remember i have vivid memories of being a kid uh and and getting like a little rc car and i i played with it for a day and i went downstairs and took it apart and of course my my family was against me doing that because they had just spent money buying me this rc car and if i break it then they're out however much it cost and i did break it so, but but I got a working idea of, of how it worked inside by mm -hmm. breaking it. Yeah, yeah. I think that that many parents could um, revalue that aspect. Yeah. Or by or by two, one to break and take apart, <laughs> and one to keep to keep alive. Well, yeah, that would be nice. That would have been nice. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got a surprise. I got a spear one. I, I spent I months you. trying to get the thing to work again, and I never could. I don't know what I did to it. Uh, well, uh, well, no, I know what I did to it. It was called being eight years old and, and pulling apart an RC car. That's what I did to it. Uh, uh, but now you could bring it to a repair cafe. I, it would probably, can... If I still had it, if I still had it, I could probably look at it and instantly be like, oh, yeah, I plugged that wire into the wrong thing and uh, whatever, and then it would be fixed. But at the yeah. time, you know, I was... I was just a, a wee lad. All right, all right. Well, that's that's nice. I I've yeah. learned a lot. So yes. so it's it's also basically a problem of society. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and, and those parents you mentioned, they they there's a phrase for that. Um, Hel we call them helicopter yes, parents. Helicopter parents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Over careful, over overreacting parents, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. That's that's me with my dog. 
I'm kind of, I'm kind of a helicopter parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but the dog isn't repairing your electronics. No, I he's guess. not. I, yeah. well, I don't know what he does when I'm not around. All right. Um, so so is there anything you would like to add, Martin? That we didn't. Um, well, only that um, repairing is a um, is a good experience. Mm -hmm. Really makes you feel good. And I think yes. the more people have that experience, the more people will keep repairing mm -hmm. and will want to repair more and um, will stimulate manufacturers to start producing repairable products. And um, well, that's the way that we should be heading. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and building too, you know, uh, there was, I've got the, 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 the laptop that I'm using right now to do, to record this podcast is, is a MacBook pro from 2012, because that was the last one that they made that was upgradable. And I got mm. the base model and I, and I swapped out the hard drive and I took out the CD, uh, the DVD drive and put in a second hard drive and maxed out the memory. And, and there's, you, you get a feeling when you do that. So like, like I've, 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 this is now, it, it's, it's gone from yeah. just being a machine that you use to now it's being your machine. It's, yeah. Yeah. You feel strong. Yes. Yes. You feel proud. <laughs> yeah. You're independent. Right. That's the way you want to feel. Mm -hmm. You want to be master of the situation. Yeah. And I got to tell everybody that that sees it like, no, no, this is what I did to it because, you yeah. know, because it, it is a, a matter of pride that you're able to do that sort of thing, that you're able to fix it. And, and. You know, people don't have that. I, I had a phone, too, that I, I loved that I replaced almost everything on. It was the last phone that I, it was a, an LG G5, and it, and it was super repairable. Well, I mean, I, I give them props for making a, a phone that, that they encouraged you to take apart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but I think it's also, many people say I'm crazy to have spent... 189 euros on repairing an old CRT TV. Two because, times! Two because, times! Because there's, there's eight of them left in the world. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you save them. Yeah, true. Well, I still I still have two in my cellar for the for yeah. the worst cases. You, you see behind me, you see, any of these machines have CRTs? No. You know why? Because I can't find one. Well, that's that's a different case in America, I guess. Yeah. Here, here in Germany, um, um People are offering them on on eBay and stuff. Yeah, um, I, well, yeah, they offer them on eBay here too for like five hundred dollars, and then wow. you, you get a box and it's just like you know a pile of glass. I got them the for US free. The U.S. Postal Service is awful. I got them for free. Yeah, from got, friends. We I got were an like, iMac yeah. G3 a while back. That was uh, that was it was a beautiful beautiful machine. I just wanted to play with it because I never had one. And I got this thing, and it arrived, and it was just like a crumble of plastic and glass. There was nothing Ooh. left to it. Ooh. Oh, because yeah. the postal service broke it. Yes, the postal service. And I got uh, a, a, a G5, a, a Power Mac or a Mac Pro, one of those two, the big aluminum thing, you know. And and I got that thing, and they shipped it in the mail. This aluminum was so bent when I got it. I don't know how they how the postal service did it because like. I went so far as to try to drive over it with my car to try to straighten it out. It will not straighten out. I, I don't know if they got like the Hulk working on like the postal service because there's no way you can bend aluminum like that. Wow. wow. But, but they managed to do it. So like, yeah, I'm not buying a CRT through the mail. I see. I see. <laughs> I, I did a couple of times. I was lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, 
you said you only had an hour, so we are almost yeah, reaching an hour there. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I hope this was interesting yes, for you because there... you sent you sent me an email um, today that you weren't sure if you can con con contribute a lot. You said earlier, right? Yeah, because you wanted um, to talk about electronics and uh, right to repair movement and. Uh, ah, not necessarily. <laughs> well, no, I mean, this, this this does all fall into the right to repair, and and I mean you've been you've been fantastic. You know, I mean that's everyone when we were doing the right to repair. Uh, month that we did earlier on, everybody kept kind of pointing us to you. Because it all kind of started there, you know, and and we're like, okay, well, we gotta, yeah, we gotta revisit this at some point, you know, yeah, and and, and do that, and and it's been it's been fantastic. Yeah. Well, that that's great to hear, and um, I um, well, I'm I'm happy that through Repair Cafe, um, many people have realized that repairing is a good thing, mm -hmm. and. Um, I hope that many more people will start realizing that and that will, um, well, at one point arrive at a more sustainable level, at a more sort of repair society. That would yeah. be, well, that's my goal. Uh -huh. And uh, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Is there a website or, or any way that people can, can follow along with, with, with what you're doing? Well, there is a repaircafe.org website okay. where we uh, share news and where you can see the world map of repair cafes and where you can get the starter kit to start your own repair cafe. And uh, yeah, that's it. Awesome. We will put a link to that in the podcast description below. And right down Perfect. there, if this turns out being a video podcast, which I feel like it is because I've pointed sure. to different things now. I mean, I mean, I see in your background, you have pictures. Yeah, yeah she came prepared. <laughs> what are we looking at in the back? Is that we, that we're looking at a repair um, cafe. That's um, yes. uh, a repair cafe yeah. in Amsterdam, actually, where they are fixing some sort of, uh, I think it's a... It's like a PC or No, that looks like a, like a DVD player. It's an amplifier or a CD player yeah. or, well... Yeah. yeah, you see a belt mechanism in the back, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's some kind of disc reader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Belt yeah. mechanism, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's interesting. Normally, our guests don't have pictures in the background. So, yeah. <laughs> nice, no, nice. I thought I might try this. Yes. Just to uh, get the 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 repair cafe atmosphere across. Awesome. Now awesome. we have to do it as a video podcast. We don't have a choice. <laughs> we have, we have no choice in this now. Okay. Um, sure. Perfect. Absolutely. Good. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Bye bye. Okay, bye.